Good morning and welcome to Blag the Universe, the podcast that helps you survive everyday life. My name's Sam Wigginton, and with me today, as his every day, <laughs> is my oh, good wish. friend. Oh, yeah, uh, my good friend and co-author Paul Foster. Hello, good morning, Sam. It's good to be back. It's been too long. Um, this is technically season three now. Yay! And we've got a new name. What the hell's up with that? Um, branding. I spoke <laughs> to my lawyers and um, they said that shorter is better, especially when you're writing Break the Universe on most of your uh, social media sites anyway. So I thought, yeah. Well, rather, we thought this was a, a democratic decision. <laughs> you say that now. Yeah. I've just I, had I to get burn to introduce, a so thousand get... letterheads. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was not too pleased. (laughs) Obsolete. (laughs) They were all embossed as well. They're really nice. Oh, that's a shame. You should just keep those anyway. That'd be nice. I'll just I'll just change the name of the top. Just get my biro out. Um, (laughs) Yes. So we're back for another season of um, blagging. Um, Yes. We've got at least one episode lined up. (laughs) This one. So uh, what's What's new this uh, series? Uh, well, basically, basically the same same old stuff. If yeah. you didn't like it before, you're probably not going to like it now. So, you're probably uh, not listening now. If you didn't like it oh, before, yeah, probably, I think yeah. I think it'd be okay. But yeah, if that ain't broke, don't fix it. So, um, I did have at least two people come up and say, "Hey, what's happening with the podcast?" So you know, there might be some people listening still. <laughs> I mostly had people come up to me and say, "Oh, I haven't heard you for ages." Um, and I said, well, that's because we haven't done the thing in ages. And they go, oh, that explains it. Um, that eternal um, holiday that I went on, I only just got back from California. <laughs> <so>. Was it good? <laughs> Man, my tan. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks incredible. <laughs> <laughs> incredible is certainly the word. It beggars belief. <laughs> Right, well, let's get cracking, shall we? Yeah, let's get cracking. I've missed this, but this week I've really struggled with the old research. Um, so this should be an interesting one. And you did your research about two months ago when we were originally going to record this. Yeah, and I, I had to sort of glance at the piece of paper uh, <laughs> about half an hour ago. Um, and then poured myself this beer. Quick shout out to Oh, me. let's have a look. Um, oh, hang on. I'm going to drop my microphone and uh, <laughs> pick up this beer at the same time. So we have the Wild Beer Bliss, the Wild Beer Company Bliss. There you go. Look at that. Uh, it says we believe exceptional brewing stems from imagination and passion. It's not just the process. Well, this is well. It's definitely Im- has imagination in it. <laughs> Taste the imagination. <laughs> it tastes of burnt sausages. Lovely. I mean. We get charcoal, we've got a really dark, oh, what colour would we say that is? Ooh, um, ooh, I'm going to go for, it's, it's very opaque, had a really excellent... That's all the imagination although, swimming around. <laughs> it's, um, what percentage alcohol have we got? We've got 6% ABV and 24% imagination. <laughs> so that's a 6 out of 10 is what we're saying it's, it's a 6 out of 10 probably would not drink again <laughs> you need to drink it through oh. a sausage <laughs> use that as a hardcore beer straw oh. <laughs> honestly, is that good? It's like, <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's, it's that moving <laughs> it's an emotional it's an emotional uh, experience drinking the wild beer company <laughs> They'll be so pleased. Um, should it's, we mention that now, actually, before we get started? That um, you did some beer reviews, didn't you, before on the website? Yes. <coughs> like theuniverse.wordpress.com. <coughs> um, and you and a friend are going to be doing some video reviews of beers, aren't you? Which we'll be hosting yes. on the website, so people can uh, keep an eye out there. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's just a sort of stay tuned notice, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, uh, it's my friend Ryan Simpson, who's a, an excellent videographer. If such a word exists. Um, before we produced a slightly tongue-in-cheek video um, in which I talked about Goethe and drank whiskey. It was a rather interesting experience. Hmm, nice. 
Um, and so we decided to do actually do it properly this time. And uh, beer is the topic. It'll be me and a guest. You could be in it, Paul. Probably not. <laughs> but anyway, this this week's this week's episode is uh, looking at the Pitcairn Islands, mm. um, which when I've told people we're doing that, they always go what. I had that exact conversation at work two days ago. Um, but it was, it was quite good. It was one of those that initially were like, well, that sounds like a load of crap. And then gradually they became more interested and then they were searching for it on Google Maps. Yeah, exactly, yeah. If you say, like, remote tropical island, everyone goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, go on then. Do you want to kick off? Well, yeah, so uh, the Pitcairn Islands um, are a group of four islands in the Pacific Ocean. Um, I'm going to have a go rattling off the four names. So we've got um, we've got Pitcairn, which is the only inhabited one, if you uh-huh. can call it inhabited. There are only 50 people on the island, uh, around 50 people after all. Um, you've got um, Henderson, you've got uh, Ducey, Dulcie, Ducey, and I think it's pronounced Irma. As our resident linguist, what would you say? How are you, how are you spelling that? O-E-M-A. Ah, I got it and as down as oh no. Uh, it could be because I wrote it really badly. <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, uh, no, or oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, so yeah, group of well, four islands. I'll give you a point, because um, I couldn't remember oh, Juicy. Okay. I thought it was Eunice or something like that. So, <laughs> Is that a name? Um... If it isn't, then I think I'm going to call my daughter Eunice. I might get there first. It's too good. Oh, yeah, you probably would. It's a race now. You hear that, Eloise? (laughs) Sorry, I'll tell her later. I'll fill her in. With the information. That's true. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, so you got your first point. Are you writing these down, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've just <laughs> written Paul and Sam next to each other. I'll put a little love heart between them. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Um, so, yeah, uh, tropical islands in the middle of the Pacific. We're talking um, about one and a half thousand miles away from Tahiti, about four and a half thousand miles from Panama. Um, about 3,000 miles from New Zealand, so properly in the middle of nowhere. It is and remote. Like, I searched for it on Google Maps, because you know my geography is abysmal. So I was like, oh, where's where's that? I didn't even know where the South Pacific was. <clears throat> but, um, but I searched for it, and it was just like a tiny dot that you couldn't actually see when you initially searched for it. It just says Pitcairn Islands. You're like, well, I'll take your word for it. You <laughs> to zoom right in. <laughs> and, Did you uh, say that you didn't know where the South Pacific was? Uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't say that. No, I, I coughed. It, oh, I was uh, going to say because isn't it just like just underneath the North Pacific? <laughs> so there is a, a particular story about how um, the Pitcairn Islands came to be inhabited because you know being in the middle of nowhere, nobody lived on it for millions of years. Well, see, I read something interesting. I read that actually, when the first, when it was first. Um, settled on, they actually found some remnants of some sort of Polynesian civilization. Um, ah. So apparently there were like uh, carvings in the cliffs of like animal and human faces, um, and there were like ovens, like sort of clay oven things, and yeah, and like just sort of strange statues and carvings and little oh, little wow. paintings and things well, like that's, that. Yeah, that's, that's a point all over. Like, because um, yeah, that teach me to assume that like. Uh, <laughs> You know what happens when you assume? <laughs> uh, I get a point. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, so um, so yeah, that it it, it was the because fir- the first discovery of it was 1767, I believe, uh, where someone sailed. They couldn't they couldn't land up there, um, but they saw it. Um, I'm trying to remember who was on the boat. 
But basically, it got named after the guy who discovered it. It, it basically it kind of if, sticks out. If you out. can't it's... think of what his surname was, then you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, his dad was Major Pitcairn of the Marines, um, and I believe Robert they were British, Pitcairn. weren't they? Oh, well, there you go. Good old Robbie. Well, you got the date, so Robbie Pitcairn. Oh, thanks. Oh, look at that. Um, the yeah, so appreciation they, they couldn't land there, and it wasn't until 1790, I believe. Uh, yeah, I got. Yeah, it's about yeah seventeen ninety. You're right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, what it was was um, it was uh, people who settled on it um, were mutineers. Uh, there was a, a ship called the HMVS Bounty, which set sail from Portsmouth in uh, seventeen eighty eight. December seventeen. Sorry, December seventeen eighty seven. Um, and set sail to um, to Tahiti um, mm-hmm. with a, a group of uh, jolly sailors. They get to Tahiti to pick up some breadfruit saplings, which they're going to take over to Jamaica um, as food for the slaves who worked in the plantations. And uh, I read this great quote, I think it was from the captain, Captain Bly, who talked about when they landed in Tahiti, you know, these men are thousands of miles, it took 10 months for them to get there. And he said um, that the island, on the island, God, the God was love, and the the island was the temple, the women were the idols, and the men were the worshippers. Nice. And I thought, right. (laughs) Off to a bad start. Yeah, exactly. Foreshadowing, um, I think is yeah, the word. Quite. Foreshadowing, indeed. <laughs> but good knowledge um, on the quote. I like that. Oh, thank you. Um, they pick up the saplings and they set sail for Jamaica. But within a week of setting sail from Tahiti, um, the men, you know, having tasted of the luxury of Tahitian life, and they they complain of suffering under Captain Bly, so they mutiny. And they overthrow him, and him and I think sixteen men get cast adrift in a boat, um, and set sail back to Tahiti uh, to get more to marry women, or well, I think marry was um, the might be giving the them the benefit of the doubt. Of, yeah, <laughs> the charitable way of looking at that particular bit of history. I think um, I saw uh, an official. Uh, Somebody described it as their their, con, their Tahitian consorts. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the men said, yeah, "No, Tahiti seems like a nice place to live." So we stay here. And some men said, "Oh, we need to hide from the British authorities." So they got on a boat and set sail and found Pitcairn Island and hid there. You know, it's the perfect place to hide because Robert Pitcairn um, charted it wrongly when he saw it. He, he charted it in the wrong place, so the British authorities, even though they knew, if they knew that they were there, couldn't find it. Um, and so that's how um, a group of men settled there, and mm. their Tahitian wives. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it wasn't good, was it? They, they basically, they, they shored up, they burnt the boat to cover their tracks, mm. dragged all their stuff up the Hill of Difficulty, which is the main peak. Basically, what? it's a volcanic island. Yeah. So it's it's just a big steep hill, isn't it? Um, There's only um, something like eight square eight square miles of flat land, which means it's really hard to inhabit the island. Yeah, that's it. So there's not there's not much space. There's there's there were the three main bits. So they've got the bay, the, which is now known as Bounty Bay. Yeah. Um, and then they yeah the hill of difficulty they they dragged it up, and then they got to the, they took all their stuff to the edge, which was overlooks the bay. Um, apparently, it it's quite edge? high up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, well, it was capitalised. Um, like, as a oh, that's name. where the capital Adams Town is. Yes, that's it. That's where they founded the town. And basically, within ten years, all but one of the people who had originally landed were dead. Which yes. is <laughs> it's quite miserable, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. So that was that um, was a bit of a depressing fact. So the guy who was left must have been um, Mr. Adams himself. Yes. That is correct. Um, the, the, the context of that being that the mutiny was led by a man called um, Fletcher Christian, um, mm. who would have been the obvious 
uh, leader at the beginning, but you know they all soon died. So Adams is the only man left. Have he started his life as sort of a, a drunkard and a gambler and a you know all the things that history looks badly on, mm. um, but um, sort of t- turned his life around quite spectacularly, it seems. Well, apparently he was quite a hell and brimful, uh, hell, hell and sorry, fire and brimstone <laughs> is the, oh, okay, the term I'm looking okay. for. So yeah, apparently it was that sort right, of um, that sort of leader. But it, it does say that you know all, all the accounts say that it was a relatively peaceful time, basically with him mm. in charge. Um, and and what you alluded to earlier, um, the way that the um, uh, the the men treated the. Um, Tahiti. Women from uh, Tahiti yeah, women, Tahiti, yeah Tahiti Tahiti um, basically apparently most of the deaths were they were murdering each other in arguments over women Ugh, um, yeah it's pretty grim and basically the men and the women who they'd taken with them they took six men and twelve women um, mm. from t- from Tahiti um, yeah they they wanted to leave basically life wasn't great there. Um, mm-hmm. so they tried to leave a couple of times so some of them died and they were treated basically as slaves um, and then it was just a bit of a messy society yeah. in There's the end um, in oh cheers um, but yeah they were just they were basically John Adams and then loads John. of kids some of which were probably his mm-hmm. um, yeah it was just all over do, the shop do you know what the, f- the name of the first child born on Pitkin was I don't know. It's so it's Flayla, uh, Flayla. <laughs> Fletcher Christian's son. Uh huh. Um, his name was Tuesday October Christian. Wow. Which when know, was he born? Sometime after seventeen nineteen. <laughs> was he born before, on a Tuesday in October? It must have been. <laughs> probably work out which date it was then <laughs> yeah well it's interesting isn't it because yeah the, the Christian family still live on the island yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know the, the uh, a lot of people um, you know as the population grew um, and um, Pitcairn Island being a small island overpopulated uh, the British government it's now a crown dependency or an overseas territory mm. rather that's worth saying uh, it's our last them. one in that area now isn't it I thought Norfolk Island is, or is Norfolk Island further away? Uh, yeah, I guess it must be because everything I read said it was like our last, okay. our last bit of land there. Oh no, that's that's point worthy. Um, uh, so there are, there are. We said there are only fifty people living on the island. That's because mm-hmm. a lot of the people have moved away. Um, a lot of people get uh, educate, um, get schooled in New Zealand, for example. Um, so. Um, the accent is quite an interesting one in Pitcairn because their language, their um, they have a Creole, an English Creole, which is sort of half 18th century sailor talk um, and half Tahitian, and it's called Pitcairn, which is very uh, imaginative. Yeah. Uh, they, I, I read a couple of uh, Pitcairn words. Oh. Um, so we have... Banana is a um, pulm. Uh, right. We have uh, to grate, as in the verb to grate, is anna. And lastly, we have the word boat, which in Pitcairn is a uh, canoe. Ah. Either they're really unimaginative with their language, or <laughs> it's actually we've gained that word over from them. Ah, that's I like that. I like that a lot. I don't want to be racist, so I'm going to go with the former. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you big racist. You better. I knew you. Up, always but... knew you were. <laughs> I wasn't sure, it's but right. now I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, internet. Precisely. Well, let's. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to get into the modern day scandal area just yet. No, um, no. Then, so it's it, it, what? Yeah. So you're saying that people often move to like New Zealand to study or whatever. Yeah. Oh, so um, yeah. That's why a lot of them come back and they have uh, Kiwi accents. Um, but like mm-hmm. the indigenous accent is a re- kind of a strange one. 
um, mm. sometimes a bit hard to understand. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to, to listen to any or, or see. I saw a couple of the people who live on the island. Well, there's um, a couple of good documentaries that, I'll, um, that we can link to in the show notes. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, yeah, so it is an interesting place. There's, there's hardly anything there. Uh, um, mm. I'm trying to think... Yeah, let's let's just bring it sort of straight up to modern times. I mean, I mean to to fill in the gap between then, basically, it, like you say, it's a British overseas territory. We've kind of been pretty hands off with them, um, which has led to potential Various difficulties. Um, but we've been given the money, I think, for a, quite a long time. Yeah, there since, was... since the seventies, they've received a lot of aid. Okay, um, that's good. I didn't I didn't know the specific time, um, but I was reading that over the in the intervening years, basically people would go over there and try and help the people out, um, and then the government would like want to basically hush the place up for a while. Then they tried to move everyone back to Tahiti. That didn't work, so they, a lot of them came back, oh, um, and it's just been a sort of troubled time where they've yeah they've struggled to sort of stay put and be comfortable basically which which is understandable because it is a it is a like you saying it's a tiny place it's difficult to get around on there you know they don't really have many paved roads even to to this day um it's not a great infrastructure it's a it's a kind of a strange one because um you know if you were to think about this just purely rationally you know, not taking into account people saying, well, you know, I've lived here all my life, so it's my home. Mm. You'd say in a global world, um, uh, well, well, not even in a global world, in any world, it's very hard to live there. Um, you know, to sustain a number of people, a growing population on such a small island. Mm. Um, you know, there'd come a point where if they over if they overpopulated and they didn't leave the island, they'd kill each other for the small resources there are. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a surprise that it has a troubled, um, troubled past. And these days they're looking for um, people to emigrate. And I, I read something where it said, um, oh, how do, I, um, how do I emigrate to the Pitcairn Islands? Where do I get set up? And it said, oh, well, if you come, we've got two or three, um, two or three places you can rent out, which is a very parochial... Um, arrangement, you know, you can pay 150 New Zealand dollars and move there, but they say uh, you, you probably want to spend some time here before you choose to move out again. Yeah. It's quite lonely. Yeah, it's it's fair enough, isn't it? I mean, apparently the peak the peak of um, people living there was 233, oh. um, which is a massive difference to, to, like you say, it's about 50 these days. Um, and apparently it's actually dwindling um, yeah, due to a few thing. factors. Um, I mean, I was reading that they've got, uh, they had the internet in 2012, so a couple of years ago, it was upgraded to one megabit per second, um, which was quite a big deal. Apparently, um, the TV channels can only broadcast to two, two houses at a time. Um, (laughs) electricity, I believe is still rationed. Certainly was up until, um, very recently if it has changed. Um, yeah, it's just, it just seems an odd I mean, they, they're really fighting against the uh, fighting against the odds. Then, yeah. So fair play to them. I mean, I can kind of see the allure of a of a place like that. Um, you're sure. kind of left alone to be getting on with stuff, but it doesn't come without its problems. Uh, so we it's uh, risk versus reward, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, no, and it is interesting that it's been basically uh, you know the same sort of group of people for such a long time. Like we were saying, the families are still represented there, the original founding families. Um, so it gives you sort of some idea of the type of community. Um, oh, I have a question. Maybe you know. Um, yeah. The uh, I spoke to uh, my housemate's girlfriend about Pitcairn. She, the first thing she asked when I was telling her about her, you know small population living there for some time she said mm. oh do, do they all have like six fingers then <laughs> that kind of thing you know what is the genetic makeup um did you see anything like that because i didn't no, I, 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 mean, didn't. I saw this video and they didn't seem to have six fingers no uh, they didn't have uh, a lot of the resources i ended up on didn't have great things to say about pitcairn but nothing like that was disclosed so i assume no. it hasn't been that sort of problem i mean it does seem that there's been a steady mix of people who are like you know, we've been in. there for years and years and years. This, this is our home. Out, my dad and his dad and 
their dad's grandfather yeah. yeah exactly they're all here um so i'm here and then there are the people who see the sort of romance of living on the island um so there does the seem to have been a steady influx of external um sort of influence of people who have just sort of come to get away or just for like the novelty yeah, aspects for sure it's a it, it's a beautiful place you know their their local delicacies are made from plant mixing plants and cocoa uh, coconuts mm. and uh, coconut milk um, it's called potter from the tallow leaf right um, and you know that's it's the kind of thing that you're only going to get you know they say oh it's got to be the fresh coconut that you knock down yourself and mm-hmm. you go out in the morning and cut down the tallow trees <laughs> um, and that if that kind of way of life um, is alluring then you know Polynesian life must be pretty class yeah 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 I don't know if I'd be cut out for it part of me quite likes no. the idea but um, certainly the internet is a is a deal breaker straight off <laughs> um, well they've, they've had it since 2006 <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean even then it was particularly terrible wasn't it one man at a time yeah <laughs> that's it it was, uh, it was pretty shocking oh. I wonder if any of them can listen to our podcast. Oh. Any listeners from uh, Pitcairn Island, like, comment, su- subscribe. Yeah, yeah, please do get that's, in touch. That's, that's, that's what the YouTubers say, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, well, I, I guess we've so been skirting I, around it. We probably I, had Yeah, there's best. an elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Do you want to take this one away? Uh, it's probably best if I don't, because... <laughs> I ne- I didn't write down any of my notes about this, so I've forgotten all the details. So rather than be accidentally libelous, I'll hand it over to the man who actually did research it. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's it's a difficult thing. Um, like we said, the, the start of life on the island wasn't incredible. Um, it's sort of, yeah, they sort of set themselves up <laughs> mm. um, sort of in advance. But... In recent times, I think it was uh, the the earliest one was about 1999, I believe. Uh, no, it might yeah, have been 96. I th- yeah, it was 90s, certainly. Yeah, yeah, sort of end of the 90s. Um, a visiting um, family to the Pitcairn, because they get quite a lot of visitors. They get about 200, 250 visitors a year. Yeah. Um, and there doesn't seem to be... That seems to just completely fluctuate. You know, there's no. that's not like a steady stream. It's sort of all over the place. Okay. And I believe you have to get permission to visit and stuff like that. Because um, there's only one boat. Did you read about that? The Claymore 2? Claymore is the, 2. Is the boat that goes there four times a year. Um, turns up every three months there. yeah, yeah it's, it's mental um, and basically a visiting family the girl uh, they had a young daughter and she um, said that she'd been raped basically by, by one of the um, inhabitants of the island someone who actually lived there um, yeah. and then it apparently uh, Britain you know they were sort of asked for help and they gave a couple of um, uh, police officers from Kent uh, which is just around the corner from well, I say us, but obviously you're in back in uh, Belfast at the moment. Um, Belvedere not in Kent. Uh, well, yeah, it is, uh, but I always prefer to say that we're London. <laughs> so, oh, see, I say that I'm Kent. Oh, uh, right, okay. Well, yeah, because you live in a nice part of Kent, so <laughs> you've got more I, reason. I would describe Hex. I live on the nice road in the not nice bit of Kent. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Semantics. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. Sorry. Um, yeah, so they sent a couple of Kentish policemen um, out there, and basically the charges were dropped. They couldn't, they couldn't really get to the bottom of it. Um, then in two thousand, I think it was, because um, uh, th- basically it's, it's made up of at the moment I believe it's about forty, forty uh, like people who live there, and then they normally have about sort of ten or so sort professionals. Workers, yeah, yeah, that's it. So they they have like a police officer, um, social uh, workers, I believe. Worker, yeah. yeah, exactly. And they're, they they teachers in the school. Are, yes, um, employed on a one year rolling contract. Yeah, that's correct. Probably um, because they work there for a year and they go flip. This place is lonely. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the school said it, uh, it said. Um, it's uh, student ratio num uh, student teacher ratio is second to none. 
<laughs> I like that. I'll give you a point for that. Um, uh, so yeah, so there was a the police officer at the time was a, a woman called Gail Cox, um, and basically a fifteen year old girl oh, confided in her um, that that again she'd been sexually abused, um, and then basically in trying to get to the bottom of it, there appears to have been some culture of um, of the girls losing their virginity at a very young age, um, so mm. like twelve, thirteen um, was sort yeah. of the average age. Um, and basically it kind of spiraled out of control. So a lot of people who, um, as you were saying earlier, went and studied in New Zealand, um, and then didn't come back a lot of those, um, and it, it was all women. That's, that's one thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, cause obviously when, when the, when we sort of get to the questioning bit a bit later, um, it does appear to have all been women who sort of came forward. Um, and so a lot of, a lot of these women who were living in New Zealand, said, yes, I've had similar experiences and began to share their stories. Um, and pretty much all of the men on the island were sort of tainted with this. Um, so yeah. it involved, like, the mayor, who um, I believe is is elected yes, somehow. Right. I can't remember the, the exact yeah. system. Um, but the mayor there, uh, like, it's just, yeah, just all, like, the original families, some of the newer families. Give me a couple of points for that, because that was a lot of, lot of info. Well done. Okay, cheers. Um, yeah, um, I don't know if you read about um, Pitcairn Law. No. Okay, so the context to this is that upon um, upon founding Pitcairn and Adamstown, they set out uh, the inhabitants, the original inhabitants, set out um, set out um, a set of laws, mm-hmm. and basically the British ne- the British Empire never. Um, came and enforced any other type of rule. Mm. There was basically, you know, they just agreed to sort of, you know, we'll, you can be amalgamated into the British Empire and we'll let you get on with it, seems to be what the message was. Um, just follow your rules as you've got them. And yeah. one of the rules, I can't remember exact what it is exactly, but it's along the lines of that um, you are not allowed to have sexual relations with a girl under the age of 13. Right. And I think that is the only mention in their law uh, to do with any um, anything sexual uh-huh. at all. So, basically, the defence that these men were, we are Pitcairners, we are not English, we are not Scottish, we are Pitcairn, this is our law, and we have abided by it. Mm. All the women who have come forward were over 13 at the time, if that well, was exactly what it was, yeah. um, whether or not that's the case, like that's they were basically saying we've abided by our own laws, so it is unjust for us to be treated according to the laws of a different country. Which begs the question, you know, we discussed this um, amongst my fellow students uh, in the studio recently. Brought up the question, you know, is it therefore right? To go to another country where they have their own customs and their own rules and say, actually, what you're doing is incorrect and is morally objectionable, and as such, we're going to try you according to our laws. I personally would say that I have, I have no problem with that. Uh, other people, most people in the studio agrees, but um, a few notable exceptions. Because it's, it's that cultural relative idea and it's a it's a tricky one it is difficult especially looking at how uh, britain has acted across the world um you know with our empire and stuff by all accounts we were pretty horrible and we've messed up a lot of places yeah um and this is Uh, the thing a, a, a good um a good way of understand uh, another way of thinking about this um a story that my friend niall told me about is to do with the British Raj in India in, in India mm-hmm. India India uh, India um, so now that the context of this is I'm sure there are other dreadful things that happened mm. um, that the British did in India so uh, I can't comment this merely relaying a story but the point is that there is a there was a particular um, Indian subcontinent practice of um, when 
a husband, when a man dies and um, his wife succeeds him, that the wife is burnt alive on his... Um, funeral pyre. Yeah, on his funeral pyre, yeah. exactly. And, you know, this was a culturally acceptable thing to do, and this was the cultural norm. Uh, the, the Raj looked at this and basically came to the decision that this was um, uh, not morally okay, and that put it, tried to put an end to it. And there was a big uproar, you know, back in Victorian London. Um, was it Victorian London? I think it was Victorian London. I might get, I have got my dates a bit wrong there. But basically saying, you know, how can you do this? This is their, their culture, their customs. How can we go and say that our customs are better? And the, the Raj said that, or the spokesman for the Raj basically said, oh, we do respect their culture. If they want to, uh, burn, their women, that's fine by them. However, they must also respect our culture, and if they do, we will hang them. <laughs> Which is one way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is difficult. I mean, the, the problems in this particular case are that th- there's no sort of shared power. There was, um, there was a very interesting... I think her name was Kathy Marks. I don't know if you came across her, but she's, she's written a book about it called uh, Lost Paradise um, about this whole thing. She was writing for The Independent at the time. Um, I don't know. And basically in 2006, I think it was, or 2004, basically a lot of reporters were invited to the island or or went to the island um, to, mm-hmm. to see the trials. So um, a lot of the women made their accusations over like video link from New Zealand. Um, there mm-hmm. wasn't a jury because obviously they said, well, they can't get a jury from the island because everyone knows each other. Um, so it was just yeah, in front of be- some judges. Yeah, it couldn't be impartial, basically. Um, and obviously to get people out there would have been, you know, prohibitive, um, pro- prohibitively and, expensive. And arguably would be, you know, would be counter the point. The point of a jury is to be tried by your peers. Yes. Yeah. And importing peers seems like <laughs> a point. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Um, but it is interesting that it's only the men who were on trial. Like, no women were on trial. It just, just you know what I mean? It kind mm. of seems like this sort of patriarchal... It's this kind of awkward yeah. thing where the men are all saying, oh, well, it's normal. And you're like, yeah, but you would well, say that. It, it, you say it's really interesting. What I found so interesting is... Uh, and we'll definitely link this... Um, it could have been Kathy Marks. I can't remember. It was, partic- it was definitely a lady, um, who's the the lady who's um, had lived in New Zealand and sort of was the whistleblower on mm. this whole issue. Um, but they were, they went around the island and interviewed. I think the mayor uh, must have been released since this ordeal um, because they were speaking to the man, a man who was. Um, he was either indicted and charges were dropped, or he had gone to prison. It, it didn't really make itself. Clear, I think. I think. Strangely enough, yeah, six of six out of seven of them went to prison, but they were all out within two years. Ah, uh, okay, that's so. Oh, that's definitely a point, but um, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Mm. But um, his wife, he was saying, oh, he, you know, he gets the law book out and says, well, look at this, you know, I didn't do anything wrong, and his wife was saying, yeah, this is normal, this is what we do, this is our culture, and I was sitting there thinking. Wow, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, it's, it's I, would, I don't of, know what to say to somebody in that situation. No, it is difficult. But um, this, what this Kathy Marks? I mean, she was very clearly against the whole thing. Um, mm. So you know, obviously, she she had some sort of. Um, she it sounds like she'd already made her mind up, but she said that a lot of the, the reporters were invited to um, meet with the women there mm-hmm. um and it is interesting because a lot of women uh then stopped uh tested they stopped cooperating with the police um after they yeah, realized that the men were going to be charged for it yeah because apparently what's happened since is the island has really been split down the middle those yeah. who are for for the trials and those who are against and they've kind of split their camps and so the ones who are uh, for the trials you know are then now building um, homes for people to come and like for tourists or for people to come and inhabit the island saying look you know life goes on we've mm. we've dealt with our past yeah and we we're trying to start a new age and a new civilization whereas the others are sort of 
know, so clearly embittened by the case, and it's a, it's a real sad one. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that they're really struggling now with dwindling numbers, because um, obviously with this recent controversy, you know, fewer and fewer people want to live there. Um, some were even saying that, like, there's some conspiracy theories that the British government, because I, I believe they give like five million pounds or something a year. Wow, as much as that. I, I th- I'm sure it was something silly like that. Um, but yeah. if you if you'd given me the number, I'd have given you the points. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Well, I don't, I don't want to mis- be misleading you or the listeners. Um, but the the British government do give a certain amount of money, yeah. um, and basically the the inference was people were saying, "Oh well, it suits Britain for this to sort of blow up out of proportion because they yeah, want to yeah. drop it because um, obviously it's a bit of a burden." Um, At the same time, it I would also argue that it doesn't politically it doesn't serve Britain much use mm. in uh, bringing bringing this hoo-ha because then they have to fly people in and they've now got to employ people working as police officers on the they built a, a prison especially for it I saw a little um, tour through it yeah um, you know yeah, it's it's man. It's, it, it, yeah, actually, it seems actually look quite nice. The rooms. Oh, I can imagine they were. <laughs> it's now a guest house. <laughs> that's what I was reading. So. Uh, Is it really? Yeah, yeah, that's genuinely Unreal. What, that's that's, that's what it's used for these days. Um, so yeah, I'm not it's, sure I'd feel it's all that comfortable one. about sitting there. And thinking, <laughs> hmm, yeah, this is a rather interesting place to be sleeping. Well, we're getting towards the end of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, do, is there anything else? Let's try and sort of bring it back to. <laughs> yeah, let's let's, let's leave it on a positive note. Because, yeah, yeah. Um, because you know it's clearly a beautiful place, and it's got its it's got good culture as well. You know, mm. as I was talking about Potter, its local delicacy. Um, it's a lot of people were, or some people were. You know, it's not going to be a lot of people, is it? But. <laughs> Some people work um, making these uh, called futea. They're um, this purple sea urchin that uh, is uh, lives in and around um, the island, uh-huh. and they make jewellery out of them. Um, and apparently, you once you've eaten fish, raw fish that they catch, you know, either tuna or yellowtail. From their local waters, that it ruins all fish for you. <laughs> like it's it's that good quality. Excellent. Well, that brings me um, on to my positive note, um, which is that the wildlife apparently is stunning um, near Pitcairn. Oh, um, I bet, I bet. It is. There was a there was a survey undertaken in 2012 um, of the like the water surrounding it. I don't know on the island, um, especially, but mm-hmm. certainly the water surrounding it. Apparently the the water is so pure that there's loads more algae than there would normally be, and it means that the mm. coral reefs are apparently up to like a hundred meters deeper than have been found <laughs> anywhere else in the world. Um, and they said that that's like really impressive. And apparently, half of the fish um, in in the area don't exist anywhere else in the world, which is incredible. I, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It sounds like the sort of Galapagos kind of. That's it. So, um, well, that's definitely quite well, I think. Well, so the British government apparently are looking into at the moment. This was, I believe, the article I was reading was sort of as of the summer this year. But they're looking at uh, creating one of the like biggest marine reserves. Um, ah. right. What for for scientific research or for pleasure? And I believe for um, I believe for scientific research that they've said mm-hmm. it needs to be looked after, um, and especially oh, in the case of that. That with the numbers dwindling more so than ever before, um, they want to put something in place so that it doesn't all get, um, you know, just all get forgotten and spoiled. Um, yeah, quite. Although, arguably, the less people you put there, yeah, the less likely it is to be spoiled. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's true. That's true. Well, that's, that's definitely worth another point. I've just remembered one last thing. Yeah. Um, I saw a news report about Pitcairn, and apparently, it wasn't that long ago. There is only one woman on the island of childbearing age. Wow. That's interesting, isn't it? it I saw it on the news. It must be true. Wow. I somewhat doubt it slightly, <laughs> but it's sensational enough for 
Me to, to say. Well, like I say, all, all the things I've read, you know, they, uh, they, they were, they're really desperately trying to get the numbers back up to 80 sort of within the next six months. <laughs> is, is that like the, um, the, the sort of the sweet spot? <laughs> yeah, potentially, potentially. But I think it's, uh, they're, they're definitely making a concerted effort to repopulate the place because uh, it definitely has taken a hit for, you know, for mm. obvious reasons w- that we've discussed. Um, so yeah, so that doesn't sound unreasonable. So if um, anyone wants to move out to uh, Polynesia, um, Pitcairn Islands in particular, <laughs> um, get in touch. Um, we'll do a special special uh, live link with you. <laughs> yeah, do it for science on the one day that you're allowed to uh, <laughs> you're allowed use to use the internet. The internet. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably better if you just send us a letter and we'll read it out. <laughs> it did make me laugh that considering their infrastructure is so poor, they've got their own uh, domain address, <laughs> .pm, yeah, seemed a bit wasted yeah. on them. But, you know, <laughs> apparently that's how they make quite a lot of their money is from people wanting that domain uh, domain extension. So so they do all right for themselves. Um, I can't think of many uses for it, but I'm sure, <laughs> you know... <laughs> No, it's a fascinating place. It was really interesting reading up on it. I, I'd love to visit if it weren't like ten thousand miles away. <laughs> yeah, I had the. You know, if, it, if it were where Gibraltar was, I might go and have a look. <laughs> the thing for me, I was thinking like, oh, I'd love to read some of these books that have been written about it, but they're all so depressing because they all focus on what yeah. happened in the last sort of ten years. Yeah, so, you'd, uh, like I think it's much nicer to go and have a look at their um, their rather. Um, I'd say slightly optimistic, but nonetheless uh, nice and sweet, their um, tourist um, websites where they say, oh, come visit, here's what life's like, because they actually paint a really nice picture. Yeah, oh yeah, no, it, it is a shame that it's sort of been marred by... Um, yeah. By podcasts such as this. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Although I think, <laughs> I think we've taken a sort of fair, sort of neutral view on it, because it is a difficult Balanced question, isn't account. it? It's, it's yeah. one of those you, one of those things. You can't ignore it. Yeah, no, but um, but yeah, interesting. Each people have to be- have to, you know. I was going to say bury their ghosts, but <laughs> that would be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add before we uh, close it? I guess people really sort of yeah. know the deal, don't they? Um, but I mean, we have got our. If you are listening for the first time, welcome. Um, we've got blagtheuniverse.wordpress.com yeah that's it uh, we're at Facebook uh, we're on Twitter as well search for at blagtheuniverse um, yeah just follow us we'll be getting back into this I've really missed it, it was, it was rather enjoyed yeah. that and we'll try and have we'll, we're going to have some more um, more content going up on the website yes more we'll views more uh, behind the scenes stuff um, we're going to we're carrying See on with the remix the album, aren't we? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. So keep those coming in. We're going to be playing, I don't know if it'll go now, uh, but we're going to, um, Sam did a little uh, little reinterpretation of the theme for us, uh, which is lovely. Uh, I'd just seen Interstellar. Yes. <laughs> you were inspired, weren't you? So yeah. we'll have that as a little outro on this episode. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, send us those. We'll We'll be putting some other stuff together ourselves over the next couple of months basically what we said before is that we're trying to raise funds for a website but yeah if you want to support us it'd, it'd be good you know um be, we'd be very grateful um and you get yeah we'll be gradually adding to the album so if you want to go to blagtheuniverse.bandcamp.com mm-hmm. yeah and also if you if you do think it's great uh, we really appreciate any feedback either on the facebook page or on itunes if you just you know give us an honest rating out of five stars, yeah. unless it's below three. <laughs> In which case, keep, you can keep your opinion to yourself. <laughs> you can shove it. <laughs> but if it's, a, if it's three stars or above, be my guest. <laughs> and also, we, we always um, love having uh, special guests mm. joining us. Um, whether you've done it before or whether you fancy giving it a go, you know... Um, do it, do it. We've got a... Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll put all the stuff on the website again. Anyway, I think I think that wraps it up nicely. Yes, um, I enjoyed getting back into it. I look forward to another great season. So, what was the what was the score? Oh, the score! The scores on the doors. I think it well, was close. Um, it was close. It 
came down to only four points. Oof. Um, but, you know, I don't think there's any surprises, really, that you, you, well, I got 11 points and you got 15. Oh, wow. High scoring. So, well done. High scoring. Well, that is impressive you know, considering you've... Applause. Well, you have been pretty busy, haven't you? Um, so that is impressive that you're, you you know, you're working on sort of two month old information there. I'm impressed that you've retained it. Oh, thank you. Someone was asking me the other day, they were like, oh, do you, you know, do you remember any of stuff from the original, sort of like the first few episodes? I was like, I don't remember anything from (laughs) the previous one. I can barely remember, yeah, I can barely remember what the first couple of episodes were about. (laughs) Anyway, I think we better draw this rambling section to a close. Yes. So... Thank you so much again, Paul. It's oh, great thank to you. be back. Um, and it leaves but one thing to say. <laughs> and that is to... to that will blag you later. Blag you later. <laughs>